The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ACB Membership Focus Call. Uh, tonight's topic is how can affiliates best handle social media? So we've invited uh, several speakers to come and share with us because we know that they've done a good job with social media in their respective affiliates and committees. So we're gonna go in the order that they were listed for you. So we'll ask each of you to share your experiences and some tips. And then once all five of you are done sharing, then we'll allow the audience to ask questions. So first we'll go to Katie Frederick. Well, good evening and thank you artists for inviting me to come and um, speak tonight. It's great to be here with everyone. And, um, you know, social media is um, something I've handled a little bit of in um, some of my capacities within ACB. And I say that with a smile. I've um, kind of had some different experiences within um, at the affiliate level and um, national level with, with social media and different aspects of it. So um, I first you know, want to start by saying, for me at least, um, and for the way that, you know, there are so many different um, platforms for social media now. There's, you know, Facebook, which people may be familiar with. There's, um, you know, Clubhouse, which I kind of consider a, a social media platform in the sense of it's people, you know, speaking and, and um, you know, you can comment and it's it's interactive right it's not just you know you're reading something or listening to a podcast or something like that so there is that engagement piece there with with that um there are blogs um blogs are again a way to have more interactive media they're not social media per se but um you can share them on social media so um that's you know something to think about I think when it comes to affiliates, um, what I would say and what I've kind of learned over the years and, um, you know, I think kind of as, as when social media kind of first became, you know, more, more prevalent and more, you know, businesses and organizations started using it, people were on everything, right? They had a, you know, people have, you know, Facebook and, and at the time Twitter, which is a whole nother conversation that we probably don't want to get into tonight, but, um, you know, that was a platform. Um, and you know, there's just, there's just all kinds of, of things. And I think a lot of, um, people tried to be on all of them. And what I've found, um, that works for Ohio, for example, is we, we stick primarily to, to Facebook. Um, that seems to be a pretty good platform for us. Um, in terms of our um, our presence and you know what we're doing there, there there are a lot again a lot of options in this. Um, but we've found that 
um, you know, sharing things on Facebook, whether it's, it's, you know, things that we are doing within the affiliate or also sharing, you know, other, um, other organizations in Ohio, you know, events that are happening or news from, from other organizations. So for example, like our, um, our state protection, um, advocacy service, disability rights, Ohio, you know, we might share their post if it relates to people with disabilities, for example, um, you know, sharing some of the great content that ACB puts, puts out on social media. So I guess what I'm trying to say, and maybe not, not saying very well at nine o'clock Eastern, um, is that, um, you know, the, the, it's not always about having to create new content and, you know, reinvent the wheel, so to speak. There are ways to make social media so that it's, you know, manageable and, um, you know, I think having content posted, um, you know, pretty regularly is, is important, but, you know, also understanding and knowing what your affiliate capacity is and, you know, to be able to add a social media presence. Um, you know, I think what works for us is, is kind of focusing on, on, you know, one thing and trying to do that really well, as opposed to, you know, having three or four different accounts and, um, maybe finding it a little bit of a challenge to update them. And that's not to say that we can't improve on our social media presence for sure. Um, that's always, you know, something to, to strive for, but, um, I do think it is a really, um, good way to engage with members and, and, you know, find new members. So, um, with that, I will pass it back to you, Artis, and thank you again for inviting me. Thank you, Katie. <clears throat> Next, we have Jeff Bishop. And of course, Bits, everybody has heard so much about Bits, but we'd really like to especially learn about how you handle social media. Thank you so much, and uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, you know, in Bits, I think uh, what we try to do is really define how we approach social media based on our culture. Um, there's there's two things that we think about when we think about social media uh, in our affiliate. That is the additional people that we wish to reach out to and also cultivating an atmosphere where we are listening and interacting with the people inside of the affiliate. So we use Facebook and we're not as active on Facebook, but we use Facebook and LinkedIn and other platforms such as that to get the word out about our affiliate. But we use Mastodon as our primary uh, social media platform that you would actually classify as a social media platform. But but I would say that you know uh, our email lists, our engagement across ACB, across other email lists, uh, Zoom and the in the uh, the work that we do centered around um, presentations and and chat and and these type of things are also very, very strong vehicles for social media and presence. Uh, we are averaging between 40 and 50 people in our chat sessions. Uh, and we, uh, our, our Mastodon account is growing, you know, quite quickly these days, you know, very, very quickly. In fact, I, I, I haven't compared against national, but I think we might have more members on uh, the bits one than the na national, maybe I should 
compare. It's growing very, very, very fast. Um, so, you know, one, one of the things that I think it's important for an affiliate to do is understand where your members are and where they're, where they're actually cultivating and wanting to interact uh, to be able to talk with you and, and provide feedback. It's about engagement and opportunities for learning. Uh, and, and that's what we've done uh, quite a bit of to try to not only cultivate an atmosphere and culture within the affiliate, but also grow our membership. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, that that's been pretty exciting over the last few months to, to watch and see it grow um, for, for bits itself. One of the things that makes Mastodon very easy is it's, it's really, really simple to post to. I think that some users may find Facebook a bit challenging. But then there are other people who really adore Facebook. So really, I think it's best to try to figure out where, you use, where your users are and meet them where they are and determine what is going to be your focal point as it relates to social media specific, uh, specifically. We have found, again, in our affiliate that Mastodon is where we are driving most of our attention. And uh, that's, that's pretty successful for us at this point. Again, everyone should be looking at each individual's situation and determining what their right path is. It's really important to, to have social media people, that social media champions that are responsible for each of your social media platforms. So we have Robin Frost who posts, posts on our uh, Mastodon account. We have other people who will be managing Facebook and other things. So uh, it's important to have those people and that they are part of your publications committee and outreach committees to make sure that you know you're communicating effectively your message and what you're trying to get the word out about your specific affiliate so that's kind of what we're doing okay. thanks okay thank you appreciate that next we have anthony corona and please tell us where you're at well, hello, and thank you for inviting me as well, artists. Um, I'm here representing Blind Pride International. Um, and also, way back in the day, I was one of the, um, you know, creators and moderators of the Facebook page for National. Um, and so for Blind Pride, we're kind of all over the place as far as social media is concerned. Um, but starting with, for us, we consider Pride Connection, which is a podcast, we consider that our flagship. Um, most of our outreach, as far as, um, you know, wanting to, we combine, I should say, we combine Pride Connection with most of our outreach because people get a great amount of information and, you know, a bi-weekly, one hour long program. Um, and we use the top of the program, as I do on Sunday edition as well, for announcements and things um, that are relevant to either, you know, either of the intersectional intersectionalities of our community um, and anything that's major in the ACB community, uh, you know, usually will make it there. Um, we also have a robust WhatsApp presence, um, which is more internal, all of our committees, have a WhatsApp um, chat group chat dedicated to the committee. Our directors have one. We have an open after party that we call it the after party, um, which is basically just open chat communication for, you know, talking games, catching up, you know, the easiest way for us to catch up quickly 
is through WhatsApp. We have a robust discussion list, which is used for announcements as well. Um, a lot of, uh, in, you know, internal organizational outreach, you know, when we're building programming, uh, especially the Pride Connection programming, when we have <clears throat> articles that are relevant to, you know, either of the intersectionalities of our community, that goes to the discuss list. It'll start a healthy conversation. We encourage folks um, gently when a topic is is getting a lot of traction to move it over to WhatsApp so that, you know, people we have found and understand that people manage their emails in so many different ways. And so, you know, um, I, I know that Bits and and uh, and um, Jeff were working on this very recently, creating separate lists for separate kinds of com uh, conversation threads for us. I, we don't have um, we don't have the need for, you know, for separate lists. So when something is is gaining a lot of traction, we end up moving it over to to WhatsApp. Um, we had a very strong Twitter presence that has slowed down since it has become X. We have a Mastodon account. Um, we have Facebook, Instagram. And primarily, I think most of the outreach outside of the organization comes through Facebook, Instagram, uh, um, and Mastodon at this point. Our Mastodon instance is growing and, and gaining more, um, more traction, which is good. It's, an, it's relatively new for us. Um, we utilize Clubhouse. We have Clubhouse open every Friday night. Um, for at least two hours, but it goes into the middle of the night quite often. Um, and that's another way to catch up live without having to listen to messages, speed them up, skip messages. You don't, you know, it's, it's an open chat. We moderate it to a very small extent that if it's getting too rowdy, um, you know, we kind of calm it down, but we don't do hands and all of that. We of course utilize zoom for any of our meetings and for special event programming which then gets married with Pride Connection and all of the socials. Um, and Jeff brought up something that I think is very primary. We have, uh, you know, our public relations committee um, and the subcommittee for Pride Connection itself, because that is, that's, you know, that's a beast. Scheduling, managing, making sure it gets uploaded, making sure the promos are written, et cetera, et cetera. Links that may need to be um, garnered for people and outreach I'm sorry, and you know, responding back to any engagements we get through through Pride Connection. Um, but we have dedicated somebody as a primary, and then we all can work as backups. So there's a primary person from Mastodon, a primary person for Instagram. I'm the primary person from Facebook, and putting as you all can, as you all know, you're probably so tired of seeing my name in email lists. Um, I do all of the ACB email lists as well. Um, and, and so each social media platform has, um, you know, has dedicated our clubhouse. We have two to, to moderate the room and act as backup, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and if for some reason on a Friday night, neither one of those two are available, the rest of us all have what we call the keys to the kingdom. So we can get in there, open the room, moderate it. Um, and we all basically of the keys to the kingdom who's on the committee to all of the social medias so that if someone gets sick, if someone has an emergency, um, you know, we can continue on with our planned social media outreach and we meet 
typically um, once a quarter, once every three months to kind of lay the foundation for what Pride Connection will be doing and, you know, all of our social media outreach. Um, and of course, like I said, there's a dedicated WhatsApp group for that where we kind of check in. This is done. This still needs to be done, et cetera, et cetera. And um, that is pretty much our strategy. Hey, thank you, Anthony. Absolutely. <laughs> Next, we have Belinda Collins. Go ahead, Belinda. Good evening, everyone. Uh, this is Belle. And um, first of all, thank you, artists and uh, the membership committee for the opportunity to speak. Um, I am actually fairly new to um, jumping in with different affiliates to help out with social media. Um, just recently, I was asked to uh, moderate uh, an email list for BITS. And with all of the things that BITS has going on these days, it's just amazing. And I'm hoping to uh, become more involved in doing other things uh, as well with uh, social media and things like that. But um, I will kind of piggyback off of something Jeff said about um, Mastodon. I feel like uh, that is one of the places where uh, Bits has met the people where they are. It um, has really, um, you know, you kind of want to go where, the masses are, if you will, um, if that's, you know, that's how you're going to engage them. That's how you're going to um, get the information out that, you know, you're looking for people to know about. And so Mastodon was one of the biggest things that I think Bits could have done. And I, you know, I, I wish that other affiliates might would eventually take on that as well. Um, also, um, I have done a lot of uh, moderating uh, in Clubhouse as a, I, like Katie, consider that a social media platform as well. And I do a lot of moderating in there and also training people how to use um, Clubhouse so that, and it, of course, with its ever-ending changes, we kind of have to stay on our toes to figure that out. But um, I've done a lot of that over the last uh, couple years. And um, also just within uh, the ACB community, there is a Facebook um, group. And I am one of the moderators of that and have been for a couple years now. And I feel like that is one of the best things that the uh, community has done is to uh have that presence on Facebook and let people know what's going on within the community and also other things that are happening within ACB as a whole. And so Facebook and Mastodon Clubhouse, um, and I, I will even still say X, which was formerly Twitter, I would still say, you know, maybe that it's not the best presence for a lot of blind and visually impaired people right now, but I still think there are some, there is some need for it, um, for some presence on there uh, 
because there are some people that still use it. And, you know, the more people you reach, the, you know, the, the better we are. Um, and, of course, email is the, you know, a lot of people are still not comfortable with a lot of these uh, newer social media platforms. Um, and email has been around for a long time. And so a lot of people are still much more comfortable with that. And I feel like that is one of the best ways to get information out from your affiliate or a committee or, you know, what whatever you're doing within your organization. Um, people definitely check their email. So um, that's pretty much the experience that I have. Um, and, you know, once again, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you, Belinda. Okay, next we have Diana Leonard. Go ahead, uh, Diana. <clears throat> Hi, apologies. Um, I hope you guys can hear me okay and that I'm not too close to my mic. Uh, I am coming to you here to talk about the work that I do with the Bay State Council. I am the sole person currently uh, running our social media accounts. Um, at one point, it was a collaborative effort. However, it has been mainly something that I have taken up. Uh, we primarily uh, use email for our organizational communications. We have an announce list. We have a chat list. Uh, and there are other committee lists as well. Um, as I'm on the communications committee, we have a list for that where we primarily do our communicating through there. And for social media, we are on Facebook and Twitter. And we did think of Mastodon at one point, but we kind of shelved that for the future. Uh, I think that we're probably going to revisit it at some point, though. I've also found that in our case specifically, we have gotten more traffic on Twitter, especially in regards to state organizations in Massachusetts, like our Commission for the Blind or um, the Mass Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired and other organizations like that. But in terms of actual publications and communicating pieces that we put out, we have a monthly newsletter called Baylines Express, which I am also the editor of, and that goes up on our website. And uh, it is also shared to our email announce list. And we also have a monthly podcast called Council Connection. Same thing. It goes up on our website. It is shared to our email announce list. And of course, I do social media posts regarding those when they both come out. Typically, Council Connection um, is the first Thursday of the month in Baylines Express. I shoot to have it out near the end of each month, um, typically on the 25th. But depending on holidays and things, it is moved up a bit. We also have a monthly third Thursday Zoom call with rotational topics. Occasionally, we also just don't have a topic for that call, and it's more of like a hangout session to get to know uh, some of our members more. And we do member spotlight articles several times a year with collaboration uh, with our membership committee. Uh, that's kind of like an interview sort of thing. The membership committee does most of the work in terms of choosing the member and spearheading that little article that they write up and I then receive it, go over it in case it needs to be edited in post and share it to our announce list as well as social media handles. And of course, we also keep our website up to date. 
and uh, we're constantly posting to our email. I know I've mentioned emails so many times here, uh, but I really do think that at least for uh, Bay State, it's been a very effective form of communication as everybody is on email. And there's uh, only a small percentage of us who are current members who use social media platforms uh, and even smaller as you divide that up by platform. Uh, and I found usually, weirdly in our case, that our membership um, and subscriber base has been growing a lot via email. Uh, I'm one of the moderators for the um, announce list and I typically get the emails when somebody joins or leaves. Uh, and I've seen those more often than consider like in terms of, uh, for example, our Facebook or Twitter follower accounts going up. Uh, so it really just comes down to like what Jeff said earlier about gauging your audience and having effective forms of communication. Um, and a little bit about me personally, I also have professional experience managing social media accounts across all platforms, uh, including LinkedIn and Mastodon. And LinkedIn is something that I've thought about in my head um, off and on for Bay State. I think that it's a very effective tool, obviously, uh, in the professional world. And I know um, ACB is on there, and I believe other affiliates are on there as well. So I think that that might be something that we potentially dip our toes into. Um, and that's really all I have for you guys right now. Again, thank you so much for letting me speak here tonight. Okay, thank you, Diana. Okay, I have a couple of questions for you first, and then we'll let the audience ask questions. Um, first of all, um, I guess the, the key question is how do you find people in your affiliate willing to work on the different various social media platforms? That's my first question. So in here, any or all of you can answer it. <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. This is Jeff. Um, you know, one, one of the things in bits that we're trying to do is, in, is to create a culture of empowerment and um, allowing people to thrive in, in their lane. And, uh, you know, not, not necessarily oversee them as much and, and allow them to have some creative expression in, in their work. And that's true of our committee chairs. And um, that, tr that is true of our volunteers as well. And so we tend to try to look for people who are who are interested in the social media uh, platforms that that we're looking for people to do the work for. And we uh, talk with them, and uh, if they're excited about it, then we we extend that opportunity to them. And we have found that that when we do that, they thrive. Uh, you you give people an opportunity, and you empower them to achieve more. Uh, it's amazing what what happens when you when you allow people to do that and have the freedom that they feel that they have to express themselves um you know with the understanding that hey you know stay stay topical to the organization and you know that kind of thing which has not been a problem for us at all so i, I think that's i think that's the key thing you know uh the best thing you can do is to, to do as much as you can to learn about your membership uh, do membership surveys find out exactly exactly where their interests are what motivates what motivates them? What makes them get up in the morning and want to do things? It's it's that kind of work that will help foster a, a, a really solid leadership team and volunteer team to really want to achieve more for you. And it's been very successful for us. Great. Thank you. 
I think I'll jump in and piggyback off of um off of Jeff. I think Bits and Blind Pride and a few other affiliates are probably similar in the area that we have a high percentage of members that are social media users um, and that, you know, truly enjoy their time on whatever their various platforms are. So as Jeff was saying, you know, as you get to know your membership, you know, those things, you know, they become apparent. They stand out. Um, we're we're a tight you know, the core group of us that have been around, you know, and I'm, I'm actually young in that, you know, in that state of being around for a while. Um, but the core group of us, we know each other well. Um, you know, we, we work well together. And, um, one of the things that, you know, we started Pride Connect, Pride Connection is going to be four years old. Um, we started Pride Connection as a more standard podcast. Um, three of us hosted, and, you know, we'd be topic driven and we still are topic driven. But now um, for the last two years, we've opened it up to our members. And so when we do those quarterly meetings, when someone brings an idea, you know, we encourage them to take it from, you know, from, you know, lead to end, um, meaning, you know, schedule it, schedule the recording, you know, schedule any guests that are from outside of the organization host it, you know, and then it gets passed off to, we have a couple of editors who take care of it. Um, and that's kind of followed the lead for the rest of our socials. Like I said, we have, um, you know, we have dedicated folks that are managing each platform. And one of the big things that Blind Pride is, is, is working on as far as like mission is concerned this year is really build rebuilding the task, the volunteer, the committee, the project, the way we look at all of those things. And, you know, often we'll hear from many affiliates and, and from other organizations that we may be involved in that you get a very small percentage of the membership that actually is involved at that level is actually, you know, we often hear it's the top couple that are, you know, the top few people that are doing all the work. Um, and so we're really actively rebuilding how we how we approach things. One task, one person, one time set you know, one check-in and one due date, you know, and by breaking everything down collectively, we can get a lot more done because I think a lot of people hang in the back and say, you know, if I volunteer, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Um, first and foremost, maybe I might not know how to do it as well as others. Um, secondly, you know, I might get in over my head and not be able to commit as, as much time as needed, et cetera, et cetera. And so breaking everything down to the minute level of task and having empowering someone to oversee it so, sort of as a project manager almost, especially with the Pride Connections and the, um, you know, and any of the event things that we do, um, you know, Facebook and, and, and Mastodon sort of run themselves your posting, Um we will, we have a lot of engagement because we like to throw out questions of the week or, you know, leading up to events, we will interact using our socials to interact, to get interest, get ideas, get thoughts. Um, but having a project manager kind of, you know, take it from beginning to end, almost, you know, doesn't guarantee a hundred percent, but pretty much guarantees that that project is going to be completed, completed well. And, um, you know, and, and if, somebody within the project drops the ball, there's somebody in the wings who can kind of pick up the piece so the project manager can step in and end that space or some one of us in leadership can always pop in and, and fill in whatever's needed. Great, well, thank you, Anthony. My next question is, 
Um, I imagine many listeners are wondering how hard is it to set up an account like on Mastodon and uh, like WhatsApp and also even just Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, who would like to uh, answer that? Well, I don't want to hog the spotlight, but I will say um, platforms like like Instagram um, and, and the ones that are more picture based become a little bit more difficult and challenging. Um, Facebook, of course, there are picture options. Uh, Facebook seems to be the easiest to set up, maintain, manage. Um, Mastodon is interesting to get set up. You have to pick a, 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 you know, a space to federate with. And then build off of that. That is not my primary. Um, we, uh, you may know the name Tristan Snyder, who is awesome. That is his belly hook. But um, I do know that once it's up and running, it is it is really relatively easy to manage. We don't have a LinkedIn um, presence at this point. We it's 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 not a space where we think we'll get, gain that much traction. I use it personally, and I don't enjoy LinkedIn at all. It's a pain to set up. It's a pain to manage. Um, you know, people will say some tasks are better on the computer. Some tasks are better on the phone. I might personally have found that as well. Um, and I'll let someone else jump in now. Uh, you were the only one that mentioned WhatsApp. How about oh, that? Oh, WhatsApp is very, very easy to. Um, you know, users enter their phone number, um, put in, a, you know, a soft profile, um, and then you can build uh, chats, which are, you know, group chats, basically, off of your main chat. Um, you know, it, it is it is relatively easy to manage. Uh, they update often, but the updates don't seem to, you know, as with other platforms like Facebook and Instagram and X, um, when they update, things seem to break a lot. WhatsApp seems to be pretty consistent. Um, and there's not much managing that's needed. You you know you send a link to somebody um, new in your organization when you want to add them in, and then they can um, you know, and then all the subcommittees have their own links, et cetera. Um, but it, it is by far one of the easiest platforms to manage. Okay, thank you. Hey, Anthony, real quick, a question for you on the WhatsApp side of yeah. things, if it's okay. Uh, are you have you found that your members have an issue with the phone numbers being publicly displayed with WhatsApp? No. Um, you know, there is a it's very easy to name yourself so that your phone number isn't shown. Many of our members do do that. Um, but no, we you know, if, if that's that is definitely not our public facing, we don't do outreach on WhatsApp. Um, you know, that's, sure, that's organizational that. conversations and and business. Right, because you can double tap on a person's name and actually look at their profile, and it, I think it shows. Does it not show their number? It shows them. You can mask that as well if if you oh, want you to. Can. Um, yeah, you can okay. mask that as okay. well, but it does show their phone number, and there are questions. You know, a couple of key, uh, you know, simple questions. You can upload a photo. Um, I, I know that there are some people that are really creative. They have video links and and links to websites cool. and things. Ours are, okay. are ours are pretty basic. Great, thank you. You're welcome. I hope that was okay, artist. No, that's great. That's great. Um, okay. Um, I think we'll open it to questions now. And then um, uh, if there's a lull in questions, then any of you 
can also ask questions of one another. Okay, first we have Jamaica, and Jamaica, you should be able to unmute. Yes, this is Jamaica. Can you all hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, my question is about um, a local chapter. Do you think it would be good for local chapters to do this as well? Or do you think it's better to let the local chapters do um, with the Facebook that is a state Facebook or whatever? So that's my question. This is Katie. Um, I'll respond to that. So in Ohio, um, we started out with our state Facebook page, and now we do have at least one of our chapters, um, no, a couple of our chapters who have chosen to make chapter Facebook pages as well. And, um, you know, I think, I think that's gone well. Again, it's seen as a new way to engage with current and potential individuals. So I think if the chapter is in favor and has people who are interested in wanting to help make it happen, I say go for it. Thank you. As the new president um, of a local chapter, I'm going to say that, you know, I have carried over the WhatsApp um, for organizational things now to the chapter. Um, you know, with as busy as, as so many of us are now, it's hard to set up meetings and get everybody that you need there at the same time. And the ro rolling conversation on WhatsApp is great for organizational, you know, things that need to get done. Um, and I would definitely encourage a Facebook page. Okay, we have another raised hand, um, Sharon. Okay, can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 Yeah, we okay, can hear you. Um, I, I, I am, uh, I'm intrigued by intrigued by WhatsApp because I've never been on it. So I have a couple more questions, Anthony. I was thinking about it as a potential vehicle for people who just wanted to chat, uh, just informally together. You know, uh -huh. and what I wondered about is. Um, do you have to have a smartphone to use it? Um, because we certainly do have some people that don't have that. And we also have some blind shell users. So I just wanted to check on where it's available. So WhatsApp is available for the blind shell. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, you do need a smartphone. That's the okay. drawback um, right. to, to WhatsApp. Having, you know, having said that, it's a really easy setup process. And so once you, you know, you have a couple of conversations, whether, whether it be with Zoom or, you know, a training sessions, so to speak, and get people comfortable with it. Sure. Um, like I said, we have the open chat, which, you know, goes through cycles and, and sometimes there'll be five, six different conversations going on at one time. You can message, you can add video, you can link to all of your other socials, you can put YouTube stuff up there. Um, and you can text and or, you know, uh, the high volume for our affiliate is more voice messaging. Um, right. Okay. I've, yeah. I've experienced at somebody's house what voice messaging is like. So for that, for that kind of live chat, do you have um, a monitor that reads every message? We don't need for don't us. Need we that. don't need that. Um, I think bits okay. would Brits bits would need that because they're a much larger affiliate. Okay. Um, you know, we're all sort of overlapping what we do, so right. we're right. in so many different spaces within right. our organization. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. 
Okay, next is Tyson. Good evening, everyone. Um, thank you for uh, the opportunity to ask a question here. So this one goes out, I think, I think Jeff and Anthony Mary caught part of this um, in, in what I'm going to ask. And it's kind of a multi-part question. But how do you go about making sure that you have, and I think it's true because you do need to have this, is, um, is having someone who really understands the platform. For example, someone who understands an Instagram and how you po post on there effectively, someone how to, you, to effectively post on Facebook um, to moderate the, the live chat things through a Mastodon, WhatsApp kind of thing. Um, so finding people who really truly understand because that leads to the second part. Do you think that, that these social medias are really um, a vehicle for you to generate, build, and protect your brand management as an affiliate. Um, all right, well, I'll, I'll jump in first. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was gonna say, so for the the first part of that question, uh, Jeff touched on it, and and I, I sort of piggybacked. You know, knowing your members, the member surveys, the conversations, you know, the open conversations, you really get to know your members. Um, and that's what took us a little bit of extra time on the Mastodon side of things because we didn't have someone that was using it on a regular basis. Um, you know, we have a, a a high partial member who absolutely loves Instagram, so that kind of took care of itself. Um. You know, but we are an affiliate that has a high tech, um, you know, uh, act, you know, level of of people using tech at a, at a high level. So it's it is easier, I think, for us than it is for maybe local affiliates, local chapters, and other affiliates. For the second part of your, I think it depends on the on the platform. I wouldn't use WhatsApp to build, and I wouldn't really use Instagram to to do engagement. Um, you know, people will stumble and, and leave messages and things. And then you, of course, follow up on those. But um, Facebook, Facebook Clubhouse um, and X used to and Mastodon are the ones that you're really going to find, um, you, you know, find engagement from people outside of the ACB community or your, you know, your affiliate or, or chapter. I think social media is really a megaphone to to get the word out about what activities and events are happening inside of your affiliate. Um, and uh, if you limit it to that, then things like Mastodon, Facebook um, are, are perfect for those type of things. When you start getting into policy or debate on specific resolutions or or things of that nature, I think it's best to take that to internal communication um, where we actually have a number of email lists where you can engage either on our general discussion list or uh, a topic-based list. Or, or uh, we have our Saturday night chats, and oftentimes we will get into discussions centered around the direction of, of the affiliate. One of the other things that I think is also highly underestimated in reference to social media presence is the concept of a town hall event. Yeah. And we've been, we have been doing these in bits now quite a bit. In fact, we, we will be doing one again very soon, uh, probably in uh, February or March. But these tend to be centered around a theme. So, for example, when I became president in October of last year, we had one where we basically opened the doors to a town hall event and we met for two and a half hours and we let the members say whatever they wanted about how they felt about the affiliate. And we listened. God gave us two ears for a reason and one mouth. 
So we did a lot of listening, a lot of learning, a lot of opportunity to learn more about what, our, what the, the feeling was about the, the affiliate from our membership. We then had a town hall about uh, voting and um, about our constitutional amendments and changes like that. We're, we're having another one next week. It's more of a presentation, but it's, it sort of falls into that same venue of having a, a focus-based presentation centered around a theme. Uh, we're having one next one on email communication and uh, being more effective in how, you're, how you communicate with others. So that's also a very, very strong tool to allow you to be very effective with your membership if you're wanting to engage with them. Uh, so that's just another thing that we're doing to try to make sure that the membership is heard. Uh, one, one last thing, we, we're also, from a leadership perspective, doing monthly presidential bits uh, office hours where you know we give people an opportunity to come in and, and chat with us today we did it today and i think we had oh my gosh um we ran out of time <laughs> um we had uh i don't know 15 20 people in the room which is which is pretty good because we we kind of changed the time to make sure that we could be here for this presentation and it gave an opportunity for people to ask questions about our upcoming python training or Hey, we're having problems with email lists or we're having problems with this. And, and so it's about meeting people where they are, making sure they understand the framework of how to achieve things inside your organization, whether it be in social media or in the activities or events that you're doing. It's all about engaging your members and, and truly making sure that they feel valued. You do that, you're going to go really far. Giving, like Jeff said earlier, giving them ownership, you know, we, I think some, a lot of our special events could be sub, you know, subcategorized as town hall events. Um, and a lot of them turn into Pride Connection episodes, but giving the onus and, you know, and, and allowing for, um, you know, a group of people or two or three people to take an idea and run with it. And it really is good for engagement and it is good for your membership. It makes them feel that they're part of something special and they're a part of a team. Yeah, and boy, it's it's you know, there's something to be said for that, right? That everyone's picking. I, I often tell people, pick up an oar and help drive the ship with us. So if everyone's rowing together, we'll get a lot further, a lot faster. And you know, no matter how big or small or small your voice is, it counts as equally as important as anyone else's. And so, this is a, this this is what it's all about: is allowing giving people opportunities and you know, only if they want them. We don't want to scare people either. And letting them know that, you know, as much as they're comfortable giving is is what you're what you're asking for. Um, and when you get that new member that's jumping in and wants to do, you know, 20 different things, kind of holding them back a little bit in, in the gentlest of ways. And, you know, and say, you know, when you jump in for this, this is going to happen and that's going to happen and that's going to happen. And before you know it, you got, you're in meetings five days a week. So, you know, what are the top three or four things you're most passionate about? And let's start there. And if you've got more bandwidth, great, we'll take it. But breaking it down, you know, and making it as manageable as possible, people, we're, we're really finding that people don't step up to volunteer because they're afraid that it's going to be too much or that they don't have all of the skills needed. So, you know, creating that team atmosphere, that open dialogue and having the check-ins and the, and the manageable deliverable dates makes it a lot less scary for people too. One last thing I'll just state is don't be afraid to allow people to fail fast. What yeah. do I mean by that? 
You know, it, it's, it's okay if someone doesn't get something quite right, as long as they learn from it. I, I've been telling all of our leadership and, and, and even members alike that, you know, there's no such things, uh, there's no such thing as a mistake unless you intentionally not learn from it. If you learn something from it, then it's not a mistake, is it? It's an opportunity to have a growth mindset around the work that you do. And as long as you have that you know, thought, there's no such thing as failure, really. It's opportunities that you can then continue to excel because you're constantly learning. And if you do that, you're going you're gonna to go far. Can we have a, another raised hand? David Rosengolder? Go ahead. Oh, let me, it looks like I, let's try it again here. Okay. David, you can go ahead. Um, I don't have any other raised hands. Okay. Well, then I'd like to ask another question of the five of you. Um, do you uh, know where affiliates that have a hard time uh, getting uh, people to sign up to do social media could get assistance in that? In other words, um, I'm thinking possibly bits. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Well, primarily, but um, do you have people that you know you'd think would be willing to volunteer to help another affiliate um, move their social media forward? Sure, we have a we have a social list that specifically is designed for this purpose that talks about social engagement, how to do it, um, the accessibility centered around it, the technology used to accomplish those tasks. In fact. Uh, uh, <laughs> Anthony, are you on the social list? On I this? am. Okay, yep. so you'll see my message about WhatsApp. See what you started, Anthony? It's going to be <laughs> your fault. <laughs> uh, um, but no, the, uh, it, it's a it's a great um, thing if you want to if you want to join the affiliate, you then can join our social list, and you can participate and and you know become part of a, a family of of people who are really trying to uh, do what they can centered around technology. We'd be happy to help you and lend you a hand. We've got. Lots of expertise uh, throughout throughout the affiliate, and we're more than happy to share and share alike. So, but the board of publications can probably assist in this area. We we can talk about that. Uh, no promises, but maybe we can talk a little bit about that. Um, we'll I'll bring it up at the, at the next meeting in February, and we'll we'll see where that goes. But uh, there's there's also just tremendous assets out there on. Mm -hmm being really effective use use google to to do some basic searching on you know how to how to effectively communicate on mastodon or you know those types of things but if you're needing help from an accessibility perspective there's plenty of us inside of acb and and, and certain affiliates that are more than happy to engage and teach and and see what we can do about maybe uh you know broadening that scope maybe we can do a public bits presentation on this topic we'll We'll see. Okay, we'll thank see. you. Um, we have nine uh, minutes. Have, nine okay, minutes and one raise hand. Thank, thank you, Diane. Appreciate that. Uh, Belinda, um, 
you said you work with some of the ACB uh, media platforms. Now, um, is there a way that affiliates that haven't been able to do much social media on their own, can they, how do they get um, announcements to be placed on the ACB um, social media? Like if they have a, something coming up um, in event or et cetera, how does that work? Yeah, so um, they can send their email to community at acb.org uh, and that um, explaining what they would want on uh, like the daily schedule that comes out. There's always a blurb at the end, uh, some sort of informational uh, accessible, you know, something surrounding accessibility for the blind and visually impaired or something um, related to if an affiliate is having a fundraiser, for instance, or if an affiliate maybe is looking for assistance with get you know getting onto certain social media platforms, that could be a blurb um, in the email, and that gets the word out to those who get that email, and you know someone could reach out to them. And how about the ACB uh, Facebook page? Yes, also the Facebook page as well. If you are on, um, if you are on Facebook, and you can definitely search for people can search for ACB community, and there is the Facebook group there. And um, once you're in, you can definitely uh, post your question there to see if you know if anyone uh, is able to assist with social media and helping get your affiliate up and running with that um, or tips and tricks that people may have. Uh, there are lots of people on that group that um, will be happy to share any tips and tricks that they have. And if I can piggyback on that, um, you can ask your members to, to share, you know, for, especially for smaller affiliates that are not going to have, you know, the bandwidth to manage a bunch of social media accounts, you can ask your members to get on there, make the primary post and then ask them to share it. Um, you know, uh, BPI has its own Facebook account as well as a page. Um, and we get a lot of engagement through, uh, you know, our members sharing the posts that we put out. Um, and we get a lot of questions that come in from people who have never heard of BPI or never heard of even ever heard of ACB um, or, or never engaged with ACB, but are in, in the inter intersectionalized communities. Uh, so that's, you know, engaging your members and asking them to to help out, you know, is another way to also, you know, get that, excuse me, that momentum going within your affiliate for other projects. Great, thank you. Okay, shall we take our raised hand? Go ahead. Lorraine, go ahead. Hi, um, I'm with the South Dakota Association of the Blind. It's a relatively small and obviously rural affiliate. We do have an announced list that I am one of the two moderators for that. And we have a chat list that isn't very active. Um, and every once in a while I put on the announce list, please join our chat list. And I try to, uh, how do you get people to even chat on the chat list? <laughs> well, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that. Um, you might want to consider. I'm gonna go back to WhatsApp. You might want to consider WhatsApp. It's a lot easier to send a quick voice message or a quick text conversationally. Um, and then the thing for us with with we have one list, the discuss list, and that's announcements, chat, the whole nine yards. Um, a topic that is relatively broad minded for your affiliate transportation or um you know what are some of the cool hangout spots things that that are affiliate specific but broad so that you can get a lot of different opinions will definitely open up chat okay because it's like we have a couple people that maybe do it or you know respond or something but The direct chats like Clubhouse and WhatsApp are much more, you get much more engagement out of. Email becomes hard because it gets lost in the shuffle of of all the other email that you receive every day. Yeah, it does. I I agree. And this is Katie with another suggestion is it could be, you know, maybe something like starting a prompt or, you know, ask, posing a question, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. example, the ACB community group, um, is what they call the daily question. And I'm not saying you need to do that, but that might be, those might be some ways to kind of get your folks thinking about some things to chat about, because it could, you know, it could just be that they just, they're not yeah, sure where, yeah. where, to, where to start. So those could be some, mm-hmm. some ideas. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to echo what Katie said. Uh, definitely a prompt uh, that, you know, they, that may definitely generate some mm-hmm. um, ideas from people or some responses. All right. Thank you. I want to tell everyone about next month's um, membership focus call. The topic is going to be on um, how do you um, have a get a 501c3 or maintain one. So um, if you know, of people that know how to do it. We're looking for some speakers for that topic. And uh, we encourage anyone to come to that call who is interested in the topic. Okay, we probably just got a minute or two left. So if anyone has a last minute tip, please feel free to give it now. I feel like I'm the, the one jumping in first always, but <laughs> it, sometimes it's, it's sometimes it can be a slow start, you know, put, put some energy in it, have some patience, but um, especially the prompts too, it'll break off into various other conversations based upon answers and things. Um, but if you, if you put the energy in for a while, you should get some, you know, some traction. Um, but I would definitely consider having either a, a monthly or weekly WhatsApp or clubhouse or some sort of open conversation where folks can come together without having to do email or messages or, you know, where it's live and it's all happening at the same time. I will say that, uh, the, one of the biggest things I've noticed is definitely effective communication with your affiliate members to, um, find out exactly what they want, um, you know, find out what the majority wants as far as social media, what they prefer, and go from there. 
This is Diana. I also want to um, echo what Anthony said. It can sometimes be daunting jumping into this, uh, especially if you're new to using social media platforms. Uh, even if you have one yourself, like a personal profile, that gives you a great springboard because then you kind of know how to use it. Um, but definitely don't get discouraged and try to post regularly uh, whatever that might look like. Because if you stop sharing things, then like people, your audience, like they're, they're going to fall off. So just to try to be consistent um, and to try to put as much energy as you're able to into it. And if you can't, then to divide it up amongst um, other people. One minute. Okay. Anyone else with a last minute comment? This is Katie. I would just say again, you know, um, you don't have to do everything, right? I mean, I think I think others have said the member, you know, talking to your members, seeing seeing where they are. If you notice a lot of your affiliate or chapter members are on Facebook or you are, or maybe you're not, and you want to have a, you know, a chat email list or a monthly, a monthly coffee over Zoom or something, if that works better for your members, that's fine too. It's, you know, social media is great, but um, it's, it's, you know, there are other ways to connect. And I think that's the most important thing is how are you connecting and engaging with your, um, members. Top of the hour. Okay, great. Well, thank you all for participating. I appreciate you all accepting the challenge and I look forward to seeing you all on next month's focus call. <laughs>